Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Hammer and Nigel. Do you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it! My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. You may have heard at the top of bottom of the hour are uh, news updates in the WIBC newsroom that uh, multiple sources indicating a man was booked into the Carroll County Jail around noon today in connection with the Delphi murder investigation. Hammer, there is a press conference Monday at 10 a.m. I'm, I'm sure we'll have live coverage of that, but it looks like a very significant uh, development here finally in the uh, Delphi murder investigation. And if these reports that are circling around online are true, this brings a giant relief to the families that are involved here, Abby and Libby's family. Nigel, we've been covering this story for a long time. Since we were given the opportunity to do this afternoon show here on 93 WIBC, this has been one of those stories where we keep going back to it. Because every so often they'd have a press conference and you'd think maybe this is the day. Maybe this is the press conference, but they'd give you some more information. But hopefully, knock on wood, Mm -hmm. this is the news we've been waiting for where a horrible person is going to be brought to justice for taking the lives of these sweet young ladies up in Delphi. And again, presser on Monday at 10 a.m. I'm sure we'll be carrying that live right here on 93 WIBC. And all afternoon on Monday uh, from... You know, Casey and Kendall, to Tony Katz, to Hammer and Nigel. We will have all the updates and get you up to date with everything you need to know. Uh, another big story today is old man Pelosi got beaten up pretty good, Nige. Paul Pelosi, the husband of the uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, violently assaulted by an intruder that broke into the couple's home in San Francisco. A spokesperson says the attacker is in custody and that the motivation for the attack is being investigated. Here is the press conference they had. Here's the chief of police in San Francisco. The U.S. Capitol Police and our district attorney here in San Francisco County, uh, D.A. Brooke Jenkins and her team. The motive for this attack is still being determined. Mr. DePepe will be booked at the San Francisco County Jail on the following charges. Attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, burglary. I, yeah, reports of him saying, where's Nancy, the assailant, uh, yelling, where's Nancy in the house? I, I got to tell you, man, this is uh, this is crazy. I hope he's okay. He's, they said he's going to be okay, make a full recovery. But, uh, boy, this just highlights, again, uh, you know, violent crime in this country is at an all-time high. And it's affecting, I mean, she's, for God's sake, the third, Nancy Pelosi is what, third in line for the presidency? Right. Somebody, an individual is able to make it into their house? See, that's my question. How is it that easy to get into the Speaker of the House's house and do horrific things. No, she right. wasn't You're, there. Right. She was away. But still, it shouldn't be that right. easy. You are third in line. I mean, when we have politicians come into the studio, they always have a security detail with them. You know, Mike Braun was in here yesterday, had a security guy. You're telling me the home of somebody that is third in line to become the president 
isn't protected a little bit better than that? I've got serious questions. I mean, I've got a lot of questions about what went on here. He got in through a sliding glass door? That's the report from ABC News. Terry Moran, the suspect, entered the house through a sliding glass door carrying a hammer and was apparently looking for the uh, house speaker herself and yelling, where's Nancy? Now, the suspect that's being named is David Dupape of Berkeley, California. Again, innocent until proven guilty, but he's the one that's been taken into custody at this point. So, again, I don't think I'm the only one that wonders how was it so easy for this guy to get into Nancy Pelosi's house? You know, you're seeing uh, drips and drabs on Twitter of uh, blue checkmark liberals saying this is the fault of uh, extreme MAGA Republican rhetoric, Fox News rhetoric, some, you know, things of that nature. Sure. Um, instead of concentrating on the, when we have no idea what who this guy is or what the motive is, we've already been seeing this uh, out on Twitter. Um, and and it's, it's it's like again, it's it's an opportunity here. Look, I mean, violent crime is a huge, gigantic issue in this country, and I have a feeling some people are going to have to use this attack uh, to spin it a certain way. Oh, it's totally going to be used as a slam against Republicans. And maybe this lunatic was motivated by politics. Maybe this is some extreme, far right-wing, QAnon, just lunatic. But my point remains, those people exist. We know that. How is it so easy to get into the house? If this report from ABC is correct, it was as simple as just opening a sliding glass door and then coming in with a hammer and almost killing Paul Pelosi. It feels like that's a problem. Dude, you got, I mean, a security in my house, you can't even open my outside garage door to walk into the garage without i mean i i don't like to give the details of my security system in the my code house. is this <laughs> but um yeah it's pretty pretty I'm, I'm locked down pretty hard where i'm at you know and i couldn't imagine somebody able just to walk in there and and do that i don't know where they live in san francisco they've got terrible crime in san francisco right. i don't know i'm sure they don't live where where it's a problem that they have to you know uh, uh, spray off feces off the sidewalk every morning. Unless it's Nancy's. <laughs> I mean, let's not rule anything out. But you're right. San Francisco, they had to kick out their uh, district attorney. He was too woke for San Francisco. Yeah, he got, Let that yeah, got sink that, That's crazy. Um, Elon Musk, he did it. To quote Jeff Goldblum and Jurassic Park, you crazy son of a blank, you did it. <laughs> Bought Twitter He's now the man, and he started cleaning house last night. While we were at a night with WIBC last night, uh, my son was there, Chris Hammer, and he's sending me text messages, Parag Agwal, out. And all these other big, high-ranking officials at Twitter. Yeah, all these executives. I mean, he just took a flamethrower to the place. <laughs> now, he did just tweet out uh, not too long ago, this is from Elon Musk's Twitter account, which, by the way, in his bio, says Chief Twit. That's who he is now. He's, Chief Twit. Says Chief Twit. Uh, quote, Twitter will be forming a content moderation council that wi with widely diverse viewpoints. No major content decisions or account reinstatements will happen before that council 
convenes. There's a council. He's developed an, an account council. So those who uh, will not be part of that council, CEO Parag Agrawal, fired. CFO Ned Segal, fired. And the head of legal policy, trust, and safety, Vijay Gade, she was the one that made the decision to kick Donald Trump off of Twitter she has also been given the ceremonial boot out the door. So all three of them gone, along with a number of others. I'm still trying to, I'm trying to, you know, the footage like a day or two ago of him sauntering in, of Elon going into headquarters of Twitter, like carrying a sink. Yes. What was he trying to say? I'm, I'm the owner. Let that sink in. It's actually that- happening. <laughs> Let that sink in. Sink. Or I like Mondo's theory. I'm going to fire everybody in this damn building except the kitchen sink. <laughs> and that's kind of what he ha- what happened last night. Uh, closed that $44 billion deal. And now... Extremely overpaid for it. Oh, wow. So here's a little prop bet for you. You know me. I'm a sports better. I'm a gambler. What's going to happen first? Donald Trump returns to Twitter... Or OJ gets verified. <laughs> Make your bets now. Get in. Tweet at us at Hammer and Nigel. What's going to happen first? Orange Man comes back, or OJ gets a blue check. Well, mark. I don't think. Um, and I know you're you're halfway joking there, maybe. But I don't think he, I don't think Donald Trump would even be allowed, or I, I think it'd be irresponsible for him because he's the owner of a social media platform called Truth Social. Right. So I don't even know. Even if Elon would let him back on the platform, would he go? What if Does he just sense? reactivated his account? Uh, that's now, what I'm saying. Yeah. Trump doesn't have, have to tweet. To do it. Yeah, he doesn't have to tweet. Right. But you could right, wake right. up tomorrow and real Donald Trump is back, but he might not tweet on it. But what's going to happen first? <laughs> well, I, I would say, okay, then then he, then Trump would be reinstated first before OJ gets a blue check mark. Give me 20 bucks on OJ. Mondo, right. where are we at with this? What's going to happen first? <laughs> why, <laughs> why would Elon's first order of business, after firing his entire, uh, you know, the CEO and the CFO, his first order of business is to get OJ a blue check mark? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with Trump on this one. All right. That's fine. It's me against the world. Yep. You're going to wake up Monday morning and the juice is loose. It's going to have a blue check mark. I think OJ killed any opportunity <laughs> that he ever has of getting Hey, look at that. All right. So coming up next, we're going to have as a guest, Kyle Wells, our producer. Today is his final day of working on the Hammer and Nigel show. That's crazy, man. Man. uh, So all throughout the afternoon today, uh, we're going to be paying tribute to a guy that's had a big impact on what we do here at the Hammer and Nigel show, TK Dub. Uh, We'll talk to him next, but... You're a great impressionist, Kyle. So throughout the day, I want you to give the temperature as one of your favorite characters. Can we start with Luke Bryan? I'm Luke Bryan, (laughs) and it's 61 degrees here at the American Standard Heating Weather Center on 93 WIBC. Are we sure that was Luke Bryan? Are we sure that was a Gomer Pyle? That's Luke Bryan, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, hey, Luke. We will talk to Mondo next. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. Hey, my name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Our producer is Kyle Wells. This is his last day with us on the air. He has accepted a new job. We made the announcement last night uh, on stage. 
at uh, a night with WIBC. Uh, night with WIBC. Uh, Kyle is also a uh, uh, professional wrestler. There's a there's a certain sort of not underground circuit, but like an, like an amateur circuit here in Central Indy. Yes, Mega Mondo, half uh, man, half gorilla, <laughs> and the music you hear in the background. This is my entrance music, and this has been your passion for quite some time. Yes, thirty six years. You have accepted a job um, working in uh, and around the industry of professional wrestling. Yeah, I'll be moving to Fishers, Indiana, where I'll be working for Static Media as a content specialist specialist for Wrestling Inc. What does that mean? So Wrestling Inc. is one of the most powerful outlets in the wrestling world. I mean, if you're a wrestling fan or know anything about wrestling, Wrestling Inc. is where you go to get your news. So what I'm going to be doing is video content where I'll be on screen reading wrestling news, breaking wrestling news content, just talking about wrestling. I but mean, you can't read, Kyle. I can read. <laughs> Can't even read. I, I can read every now and He's then. He's got a school bag. He can't even read. Who am I, Floyd Mayweather? <laughs> so congratulations on the new gig, man. How yeah, long you. have you been our producer? Four years. It's been four years. Four years too many. <laughs> but the impact that you have made on this show, like when we talked about this last night at the night with WIBC, people came up to us and said, I am going to miss that laugh in the background. And the characters that ah. you, that's it. Uh, the characters you do on this show from Joe Biden to Luke Bryan, to the Kool-Aid man, to, you know, all of the folks in the newsroom and beyond, uh, we're going to miss you, man. I just appreciate you guys giving me an opportunity on your show to showcase my talent. And that's really meant a lot to me over the past four years. So let's have great moments in TKW history. <laughs> this is the moment where Nigel and I were in a production studio trying to get work done. And your loud ass kept walking up and down the hallway. At assistance. Hey, can you shut the f*** up for five seconds? <laughs> we're trying to work here. Outside the studio, they can hear that. <laughs> yeah, one thing uh, I've learned about myself is I'm 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 a little loud, it's so a, I'm trying to find a happy medium. There's a soundproof studio that we were in that we were using, right? And yet somehow we could hear Mega Mondo's voice emanate through the soundproof glass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that, fellas. I ever had to tell to shut the f up? I think our boss was out there talking to him too. Uh, great moments in TKW history. Your role as the Kool-Aid man oh. reading Donald Trump tweets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> the best taco bowls are made in the Trump Tower Grill. I love Hispanics. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was an actual Donald Trump tweet as read by the Kool-Aid man. Um, of course... <laughs> Your Luke Bryan impression came into play when there was controversy about whether or not Luke Bryan hurt his finger at some, like, Kings Island or Cedar Point, something like that, and he had to put out a statement that he did not hurt his finger, and here's Luke Bryan. I'm Luke Bryan, and my fingers are not broken, so please, <laughs> Hammer and Nigel, stop reporting about it. I'm Luke Bryan. <laughs> and lastly here, um, your role as Joe Biden has really been important over the last couple of years. Here is Joe Biden reading along an official transcript along with the audio of Joe Biden. This is the official White House transcript. Kyle, will you please read it? 
You know NATO was formed out of wreckage of World War II, as we all know. Where war, you know, it had a look. Uh, just be straight about it. Wars have repeatedly riven the continent. Riven? Engulfed the world in conflicts. And, uh, and there's no way to avoid that if we're not together. Okay. Now, for those who think we're being smart Alex or whatever, I want you, TKW, to read that same transcript along with Joe Biden. You know, NATO was formed out of the wreckage of World War II, as we all know. We're war. You know, it had a look. It's just been straight about it. Wars have repeatedly riven the continent. War conflicts. And, uh, and uh, there's, and there's, there's no, no way, way to avoid that, that if we're not together. <laughs> well done, TK Dub. Those were the best. So, the best, man. Mondo, you're getting an opportunity that very few in radio get. You get to go out on your own terms. There's a bunch of times Nigel and I have had to leave buildings with boxes in our hands. <laughs> you don't normally get to go out on your own terms. So, what would you like to say? Well, I'm very appreciative of everybody that I've come in contact with over the past 12 years, and there's way, way too many people to list, but you know who you are. But first and foremost, thank you to you guys for putting up with me for the past four years. Matt Hiblin, Todd Meyer, David Wood, those guys, the three-headed monster, they put up with my shenanigans. Uh, I love those guys. And uh, you know, thank you to my girlfriend for supporting me through all this. It's really been cool for her to, to go along with it as well. So I'm just very appreciative of the last 12 years, and I've learned so much and I've grown so much and I can't wait for this new adventure moving forward with Wrestling Inc. Open the card we got. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got him a card. Ah, you guys didn't have to do that. Thank you for that. What's Uh, the card? The card is uh, Space Jam 2 with LeBron James. Because I know you love LeBron. (laughs) I do, I do. Ready to jam. Hope this career in wrestling is your best (laughs) one yet. A real slam dunk with nothing but net. Now, did it say career in wrestling? No, no, no. It said, hope this birthdays <laughs> your best one yet. And you, you guys, you, you crossed out birthdays and put career well, in wrestling. I didn't hammer bought. You bought up a birthday card? It had LeBron on it. And I said, you know what? Where am I going to find the good luck in your career in wrestling section? I don't think they make those cards. So we just crossed out birthday with like a Sharpie oh, and wrote man. career in wrestling oh, on this it. Is, this is great. Thank you. So on behalf of the Hammer and Nigel, show kyle thank you for making this show fun yeah, man. We'll and miss uh, you. you are part of hammer and nigel family forever thank you guys and i love all the listeners and keep listening to the number one rated afternoon drive in all of indianapolis it's the hammer and nigel show <laughs> yeah what up this is dr dre the party's going on <laughs> to me. thank god it's friday you're listening to the hammer and nigel show on 93 wibc hello I've been waiting for this all day long. I woke up and the first thing I thought of was midterm stuff. Polling, debates, Fetterman. The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. Midterm stuff. We are getting down to the nitty gritty, my friend. Man, midterms right around the corner, and this is the home stretch. So Jim Banks, Indiana representative, uh, northern part of Indiana, who's going to absolutely beat the brakes off of Gary Snyder in this election. I mean, it's not even going to be close. How do I know that name, Snyder? He's one of these trolls like on social media. He started some Democrat 
podcast network that never really took off. And now he's okay. trying to unseat Jim Banks. And it's just kind of a smug, small, petty man who's going to have his ass handed to him on a silver platter. What's That's he, who Gary Snyder is. He tweeted is. us a couple times. Yeah, okay. And his little minions do that, you know, 23 year old worms that haven't accomplished anything in their life. So I'm looking forward to Jim Banks beating him by about 85 to 90%. <laughs> uh, but Banks' big super PAC just dropped a seven figure ad buy in 11 battleground districts across the country. So Pennsylvania, Georgia, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona, a lot of these places, Congressman Banks stepping up to try to help out some of those Republicans across the finish line. Yeah, I think he's got uh, he's got plans. He's aiming to be the next House Majority Whip if uh, Republicans take back that uh, majority next year. I would much rather have him be the Speaker of the House than McCarthy. I'm not the biggest McCarthy fan in the world. Like When you look at the leadership of the Republican Party right now, McCarthy and old Cocaine Mitch, I think you could probably do some upgrades. I really do. Um, Chuck Schumer caught on a hot mic (laughs) telling uh, Joe Biden that the uh, Georgia Senate race is going downhill for the Democrats. Really? So we're going to play you the audio here. It's kind of hard to hear, but this is what he says. Then once you know what he says, you'll be able to hear it a little bit. The state where we're going downhill is Georgia. It's hard to believe they will go vote for Herschel Walker. Again, it's outside of like an airport, so it's kind of loud. But you heard it there a little bit. It's hard to believe they will go vote for Herschel Walker. Why is that hard to believe? Why? Because it's a it's a black man that has uh, traditional values. It's a that was a Trump supporter at one point. That's a Republican that doesn't think the way you're supposed to think. That's not a career politician. Is that why it's hard to believe Chuck Schumer? Which, this brings us to great moments in hot mic history. Oh, yes. So, Chuck Schumer got busted on a hot mic right there. Uh, Remember when the uh, last election season was underway, Mm -hmm. and the Iowa caucus got us going, (laughs) and the Democrats had a train wreck. They had all types of different problems, and uh, somebody forgot to turn down NBC's Chuck Todd's mic. Ohio State played a really good game. Or Trevor needs to shave us. Oh, so that's that's uh, Trevor Lawrence right there. Do we have uh, Chuck Todd Mondo? His name was being repeated often, but we also need to talk about the Mike Bloomberg factor, which is the fact that he's now waiting in the wings, waiting in super. Quote, what an effing disaster. Just say the real word. Come on. Give me the end of that one more time. Which is the fact that he's now waiting in the wings, waiting in Super (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now uh, this is clearly Mondo's favorite because we tried to jump the gun here. This is after Clemson had just lost a big college football game to Ohio State, and their quarterback at the time was Trevor Lawrence. Now the Jags quarterback, he had like a porn stash going. (laughs) Like he grew out this really nasty porno stash, you know, like for the postseason. And after he got beat, some reporter didn't realize that uh, her mic wasn't muted on the Zoom interview. Ohio State played a really good game. Or Trevor needs to shave his stash. Please, please mute if you're not speaking. 
thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so he heard that, right? Yeah. He heard that idiot say, oh, poor Trevor needs to shave his stash. I'm looking at the stash right now back in the day. That's that's pretty sweet stash. That's some Joe Dirt stuff yeah, going sure. on there, for sure. And lastly, I think this is one of my favorites, NBC News. Uh, Craig Melvin was in the studio, and he was going to throw it to Ken Delenian in the field. And I think there may have been some technical issues. How the Trump administration is handling the transition with the incoming Biden team or not handling it, we should say, to a certain extent. This time, it involves our intelligence community. Uh, Ken, what have you learned, sir? Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, I think we lost. Think we lost Ken for a second. We'll try to get him back. <laughs> Great starts, moments in hot mic history. Starts cursing uncontrollably. Okay. Well, I uh, think we have a problem there. <laughs> we'll get back to Ken here in just a moment. Phenomenal. Uh, listen, we all know Fetterman's a total zero, right? We know this guy is a total loser, but. I'm starting to understand that his wife is a lunatic, too. Well, she just wants to take over for him when he steps right. down. Giselle uh, if he, Fetterman. If he happens to get elected uh, to uh, the Senate there in Pennsylvania. She did an interview today where her hot take was that swimming, going into a pool and swimming, is racist. And while we did not want the mansion, that mansion came with the pool. And the pool I wanted. And the dream was to open this pool and make it a public pool, turn it into the people's pool, and ensure that um, young people across Pennsylvania could learn how to swim and learn water safety and kind of work to right some of the wrongs. You know, historically, um, swimming in America is it's very racist. Um, and usually when you look at drowning statistics, it usually affects children of color. Swimming is racist. Yeah. Now that's a now that's a platform right yeah, there. You know, and I I was we, we we stayed at a pretty nice house in Florida a couple of weeks ago. I had a big pool with a TV outside and a hot tub, and I'm sitting there with a beer, watching some football one Sunday, and I just thought to myself, God, I'm a racist. <laughs> this, I, I need to get. I, I felt really bad. I just felt guilty. I got right out of that pool, dumped the beer out. And, uh, <laughs> and went and showered and got the chlorine all off of me. I just, I just felt racist being in the pool. Can you imagine all the white guilt Michael Phelps feels? <laughs> that poor guy. I don't know how he lives with it. Good lord. <laughs> Um, That's what we're worried about in this country right now. That's what everybody's talking about. That's top of mind for the uh, the, the the Fetterman constituency. Racist swimming pools. And Nige, she's the smart one in the family. Yeah. Let that sink in. Uh, we turn to the battleground state of Arizona, where Carrie Lake is leading in the polls right now. And every day, it seems like she grows her lead a little bit more. Um, so there was a little bit of drama recently. So Katie Hobbs is her opponent. When she's you know busy ducking her in debates, Katie Hobbs had her campaign headquarters broken into. Now, of course, because they're trailing in the polls, their angle was to say that it was Carrie Lake's group that broke in and did something to their campaign headquarters. What? Well, because she's a Democrat, a lot of the local media in Arizona ran with that story. Well, turned out to be bogus. Nobody in Carrie Lake's camp did anything to Katie Hobbs' camp. So, yesterday, speaking to the media, listen to the fire that Carrie Lake brings to the media. I have a story for you. We had an incident this morning at our campaign headquarters. 
Now, I didn't go crazy, and I didn't throw a bunch of statements out. But we had an incident where somebody was seen rummaging in our campaign office. And I have evidence to believe it may have been Katie Hobbs herself <laughs> who was involved in this. And so I want you to take the same vigor you put into the story, the lies that were spread yesterday. And I want to make sure you guys, I saw last night, Fox 10 News, my old employer, wow. They actually did more to protect the criminal in this case. They blurred his face. They protected Katie Hobbs because they're carrying her water. And they defamed me. They put defamatory statements, lies about me. And the reason they didn't that they did that is because this was the real news yesterday that none of you wanted to cover. We're 11 points up. You're in a frenzied panic because your chosen candidate is not winning. You didn't want to cover this, so you had to run with a completely garbage bullshit story. Shame on each and every one of you. Shame on you. All right. I can get with that. Yeah. I like it when she brings the heat. Carrie Lake. Yeah, she's, she's up huge in Arizona. That's, as we say, as we've, I've, I, I think I heard Rob uh, Kendall say earlier today, going, uh, uh, Hobbs is going to get boat raced. It is. Plus, there's some racial accusations, too. Guilty of a couple of uh, racist, uh, I think there was a multi-million dollar uh, uh, jury award for racial and sex discrimination lawsuit when she was the uh, Secretary of State there, uh, Katie Hobbs. It floors me how states that could go either way put up such poor candidates. Katie Hobbs is a train wreck. She's been a train wreck from the very beginning. She doesn't want to debate because she knows she's a fraud. But it's not like we're talking about Alabama or something like that, a deep red state. Arizona could have gone either way. That's the best the Democrats wanted to throw up yeah. there for the governor's race? Exactly. But, you know, the difference is um, in Arizona, Katie, uh, Carrie uh, Lake, is, Carrie Lake is a quality candidate. Uh, you go to Pennsylvania or where those two clowns are running for Senate. <laughs> Both uh, of them. Oz and Fetterman. Uh, Oz, a little more polished, very smart. I'd rather see him in there than Fetterman, of course. That's that's quite a different story, though. Doesn't mean that we like Oz, yeah. or at least that I don't. Because, again, I just got that Mitt Romney, Joe Manchin, wishy-washy, flip-flop yeah. kind of vibe from Dr. Oz. Like He looks like the kind of guy that would have to be explaining to you why he voted to impeach President Trump. Right. One of those dudes. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. So, Mondo, since it's your last day, can I hear what it would sound like if our news director, Chris Davis, was giving us the uh, temperature? Yes, it is. 61 degrees here in the American <laughs> Standard Heating Weather Center on 93 Let's do a little legal <laughs> yeah. stuff. Crime. Punishment. Judges. Legal stuff. So who is this Miami Dolphins football player that's being sued? Xavier Howard. Okay. So he has been sued by a former fling, as it's being dubbed as, because she claims that old Xavier gave her an incurable STD, and now oh, she's lawyering up. Come on. Nothing a little Valtrex can't fix. <laughs> Trust the man. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> in the lawsuit, which was filed in Broward County. I the, get cold sores, all right? It's not for genitalia. You don't have to convince me. 
But do you think the listeners are buying it? <laughs> nope. Uh, the unidentified woman claims that Howard asked her out on a date in 2018 and even showed her negative results of an STD screening test that he'd recently undergone, which is always a great icebreaker on dates sure. that I found. Hey, uh, yeah, can you bring your wallet and don't forget your uh, STD test? <laughs> they, they were making you show your uh, Vax paperwork before it was cool. Uh, she then goes on to say that the uh, Miami Dolphins Dolphins cornerback contracted genital herpes the following year, but failed to tell her about it Uh when they hooked up. And when she confronted him, Howard told her, quote, what can I do now? The damage is done. (laughs) (laughs) Which I I don't claim to be the love guru, but that argument usually doesn't play well. Now the damage is done. What do you want me to do about it? We can do about it now. There's some topical solutions I might uh, recommend to you, honey. She is asking for more than $30,000 in damages and a jury trial per the lawsuit. $30,000? million. That stuff, I, I would assume that sucks. I mean, I get cold sores every now and then when I've been in the sun too long or I get stressed. I got them ever since I was a kid. Sucks. And Even then when you go to the pharmacy... Kid. You feel like you have to. Uh, yeah, I told that story. Right. Win over the support of the pharmacist. <laughs> like I just, I feel like I have to let him know. No, this this medication because there's pills you can take and it's, they go they go away. It goes down real fast. But there's pills. I wish it would have been available when I was a kid because they really just it sucked and it hurt so bad. But no, I have, to, I have to go out of my way to let the pharmacist. I go through this whole charade of. Uh, is there any over-the-counter medication that I could buy? Because when I get these cold sores or fever blisters, I really just don't like spending the money on this prescriptions. Right. And the hot pharmacist behind the counter, yeah. herpes medicine, aisle two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, mean, I know they're kind of in the same family yes. of, uh, of, of STDs, but uh, I, I don't know. I think I, I, I got it when I was a kid. I, I don't know. It sucks. I hate them. I feel sorry for people that get them. Today, couldn't, ima- couldn't imagine having that stuff on your junk. No, no. <laughs> uh, today is National Chocolate Day. National Chocolate Day. Where is the best place to get chocolate in Indy? Is it the South Bend Chocolate Company on Monument Circle? Is it somewhere else? Hit us up on Twitter, at Hammer and Nigel. But in order to get us in the mood for National Chocolate Day, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Jackson Heights' own <laughs> Randy Watson and Sexual Chocolate. I long ago. Never to walk in Top stories next. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock! Again, multiple sources saying a man uh, was booked into the Carroll County Jail around noon today in connection with the Delphi murder investigation. Don't know much more than that. There's been some names that have been circulating around social media. I'm not a little hesitant to... To, to give out any more details in that until we hear an official statement from the uh, state police, which there will be a press conference Monday at 10 a.m.
Now, Abby and Libby were the two young ladies up in Delphi that uh, went for a walk on what appeared to be like a trail, kind of near a railroad area, uh, bridge-type area, and they ultimately lost their lives. This has been a very high-profile uh, case here in the state of Indiana. Today, Libby's sister took to Twitter, quote, just know how grateful I am for all of you. No comments for now. Any questions, please refer to the Carroll County Prosecutor's Office. There is tentatively a press conference Monday at 10 a.m. We will say more then. Today is the day with a heart emoji. So what can we glean from that message from somebody that um, has, was directly affected uh, by, the, by the murders of these girls? I mean, she's saying we will say more then. Um, today is a day with the heart emoji. Um, just know how grateful I am for all of you. Uh, you know what? I, I you know I don't like to speculate, but hopefully this wh- whatever this arrest is, whoever this was that was arrested is is the guy. I hope it's I, true. I, I hope I, I, I. That's the only thing that I can personally. I'm just you know speculating at this point because no official. Uh, statement other than that there's going to be a press conference has been released. And if this is indeed the case, hat tip to all the investigators, because I've been pretty critical of this entire investigation, not because I've known what's going on, right? I never had any inside information on what evidence they have or don't have. I just felt like for a long time, the police would be holding these press conferences without really having a lot of new information and to me that felt like giving false hope to the family so i'm hoping that this is indeed the press conference where the families of abby and libby can get a little bit of peace knowing what's going on here uh that being said we are getting close to a midterm election a lot of people say the midterm is a referendum on the president. So why don't we check in hmm. with the president? Why don't we check in with wheeling, dealing, hair sniffing, kiss stealing Joe, Joe Biden? Biden? I got hairy legs. Take a test where you're taking cocaine. Come on, man. You ain't black. Well, the president making an appearance uh, on stage last night. At a night with WIBC. Correct. There on the uh, campus of Butler. He was shaking hands with the air and speaking gibberish and uh, doing all the things Joe Biden does. Uh, So Joe Biden had a little press event today and, you know, he was asked about inflation. And this is Joe Biden's response to inflation. People can't afford name brand cereal, so they should probably just buy generic and by the way, the food prices, the main driver of food prices is not the price of beef and eggs, etc. Well, they're up. It's packaged goods, packaged goods. You're going to see people not buying Kellogg's uh, Raisin Bran, which you're going to see them buy another Raisin Bran, which is going to be a dollar cheaper. I mean, so. OK, I don't know what to do with that information. Uh, Nigel, what am I well, supposed to you know, do with that? Between, you know, buying generic Raisin Bran and all the money you're going to save, the tax credits you're going to get from buying an energy efficient coffee maker. Uh, I, I could see a blue wave coming in the midterms. <laughs> These are the kinds of things. I mean, hearing aid discounts, stuff like that. I mean, this boy, this is this is going to be a blue tsunami for the Democrats. 
So let me get this straight. So if you're concerned that gas prices are too high, groceries are too high, when you go to the grocery store, not all the items are there like you used to see on the shelves. Joe Biden's response is, and maybe you put those Fruit Loops back and you grab these Fruit Rounds. Put those in your cart. How you like that? Uh, Take your ass to Aldi's. Yeah, I was going to say, but hold on. How are you supposed to save on electricity? And yet they tell you to buy a Tesla. <laughs> right. He's like, yeah, maybe you start buying the generic versions. Maybe you go to the shoe carnival instead of buying Nikes, buy tracks. Oh, it's just the worst when I was a kid. I hated when my mom and dad bought the generic Nikes. Oh, I hated that. But hey, while you're out there, you might want to think about investing in an electric vehicle. Sure. Got it. Okay. So do you have any generic cereals? Because I'm not above a generic cereal. Let's not you know get carried away. Uh, Some things I'm a snob on. Like toilet paper, I have to have the good toilet paper. Uh, but I could probably eat some generic cereal. Uh, do I have? I don't think we really eat cereal. I got some Golden Grahams. Got some Cheerios. Um, but no. No. I don't have any generic cereal. Like what, what's the generic Rice Krispies called? Like... Crispix or something like that. Like if you find him at like Aldi's or some discount store. Mondo, do you have any uh, discount cereals? No discount cereal. I go for the Honey Nut Cheerios, Fruity Pebbles, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Rice, uh, the generic Rice Krispies is called Crisp Rice. Crisp Rice, <laughs> there it is. From uh, Great Value. <laughs> they are McDonald's. We are McDowell's. <laughs> they are Rice Krispies. We are Crisp Rice. Uh, here's Joe Biden talking a little bit more about this record inflation and why voters should sign up for more of it. I want to turn to next month's election. You've referred to the midterm election as a choice rather than a referendum. That's right. Given record inflation, why should voters choose Democrats? Because it's not record inflation anymore. I'm bringing it down. Oh, he's bringing the inflation down. Has anybody told, oh, I don't know, anybody else, <laughs> literally anybody else, we can see it with our own eyes, Joe. Look at the inflation numbers, you gas bag. What are you talking about? And speaking of gas, <laughs> Joe Biden was speaking, I think this was yesterday, about the uh, great job he's doing with the price of gas. The most common price of gas in America is $3.39, down from over $5 when I took office. That's not true. That's not true at all. The average price of gas when Joe Biden took office was actually yeah. two thirty-nine. What the hell is he talking about? Uh, generic Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut Scooters. Honey Nut Scooters? <laughs> scooters, huh? Okay. I don't know if I've ever seen Honey Nut Scooters, but I'll give them a shot. I'm a big cereal guy. Like I'm not quite Jerry Seinfeld level, but I could get a big trough of like cereal and just do some damage. But would you? But you're you're paying extra for instead of uh, the far out fruities, you'll go with the Fruit Loops. Yeah, but I, if somebody gave me the far out fruities, <laughs> I'll probably eat it. If it's close to the same flavor, I'm not too put out by it. Like I said, there are some things that I have to have top shelf. Toilet paper being number one on that list. Understood. Uh, Mondo, let's do some booze news. You set them up and I'll knock them back, Lloyd. One by one. We are going to read booze news because it's really fun. What's your lips? It's so good. Booze news, booze news. 
Niger study found the average college student will experience 102 negative consequences linked directly to alcohol use over the course of four years. 102, that's all? That's what I was thinking. They identified 21 different bad things that could happen linked to alcohol, and this includes severe hangovers, yep. missing class, blacking out, embarrassing yourself, yep. which seems like a pretty vague category there. Uh, hangovers were the number one most common one. 97% said they'll have at least one hangover throughout four years of college. Doing embarrassing stuff comes in at number two, number 96 yeah, I mean, in college, at least you could recover a lot quicker, I feel like, than you can when you're, you know, our age, in the mid-40s. Right. I'm over it. I, you know, I can't deal I can't deal with the hangovers. It's so predictable. It's it's the same every time. What's your it's hangover just, cure? Do you have a go-to? Uh, Gatorade, for sure. you got to have Gatorade on hand. That's about all I can do. I mean, I don't think Advil does anything for me, really. Um, it, it just, it, quite frankly, it's it's just, it's getting old. It, it is. I'm, I'm Good God, tired. you're depressing right now. You sound like Nicolas Cage in Leaving Las Vegas talking to me. You're bringing everybody no, down. But at least, no, Nicolas Cage in Leaving Las Vegas would be shaking like a leaf and uh, crawling to the refrigerator and, and pouring one bottle of vodka and one bottle of orange juice in his mouth at the same time and mixing it up like an upside down margarita. <laughs> That's Nicolas Cage. I'm just saying, the older you get, the tougher it is to, to recover from something like that. I'm too alive. I'm a Gatorade. I'm a uh, sandwich from Subway because there's a lot of bread. Bread helps dry me out a little bit and then I can chase that with the Diet Mountain Dew and man, I'm ready to be a good old-fashioned gambling man hammer again. I don't know about the, uh, have you ever heard pickle juice? Ah, I can't do it. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Not going to do that. I'm not a huge uh, pickle juice or tomato juice, any of that kind of crap. Not not even a... uh a bloody mary i'm not a bloody buddy oh man not a bloody buddy You're missing out <laughs> jamie on twitter this is a smart joke by the way are generic tricks called johns hey <laughs> i like a good hooker reference all right it's our producer tk dubs final day today's the last day on our show he got another job so we're putting him to work how would joe biden deliver this temperature Hey, said Joe, it's 63. <laughs> it's not a joke. The American Standard Heating Weather Center. It's the American Standard Heating <laughs> Weather Center. Anyway, it's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hammer and Nigel presents. Is. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yeah. Is this. Anything on Hammer, how do we play Is This Anything? I'll run some stories by you. You simply tell us if the story is anything or not. And we start with this. A woman filmed herself using cleaning spray to shoo away a black bear that's only about 10 feet away. <laughs> Here so we what? Go. You can have the chip bag. That's all you're getting. You're not getting the rest of this trash. Uh-uh. You're not getting it. I'll spray you with this. That's it. I'm not cleaning it up. All this trash. Not happening. Go away. Oh, yeah. You know why we're doing the story, just so we can play great moments in shooing away Bears history, right? It's one of our favorite parts <laughs> of the love, Hammer and Nigel show. I love this segment. First of all, she's using cleaning spray to shoo away a bear? Right. Okay. 
Now, what is like, cleaning spray? Is well, that I mean, like, like like bleach and ammonia and stuff like that can be used as like deterrence, I guess. For for it's pretty random though. I just to, you know have cleaning spray out in the woods or whatever where a bear is a potential to maybe maul she you. was anticipating this type of thing. It's like listen, if a bear comes by, I'm gonna bleach his fat ass. <laughs> I'll spray you with this. Right. <laughs> Right. Are you ready, Nige? Uh, yes. Great moments in shooing away a bear history. Get down from there. Get down. Get down from there. Right now. Go. 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 You get down from my porch right now. Go. What do you think you're doing on my porch? You get down. Go. How dare you? <laughs> so like my third grade teacher. How dare you? Uh, How dare you? Uh, like the bear is looking at her like, seriously, lady? I could eat you with I, I could I could d- destroy your aortic valve in one bite. Now this woman seemed like she was pretty calm yes. in dealing with the bear. This guy not so much. <laughs> we were in the back office earlier and Nigel walked by and I said, "Name this clip. You've got 1 second." And I just gave him 1 second of Wow. Just yeah, play just play the bear. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh yeah, that's the guy chewing away the bear. <laughs> Great moments <laughs> in chewing away a bear history. Is this you know, anything? The guy also sounds like it could be Joe Biden being attacked by a bee. <laughs> I, I just popped in my head randomly for some reason. Standing out in the Rose Garden. Imagine, yes, imagine the Rose Garden. He's giving some speech, and then a bee kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they just popped into my head. Is this anything? An athlete out of L.A. who was born without legs broke two Guinness World Records. He broke the record for highest box jump with hands at 33 inches and most diamond push-ups in three minutes by doing 248. Here's Zion Clark talking about his tough life as a foster child and how getting adopted helped set him on the right path. I grew up in the foster care system for 17 years of my life, and in that there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of abuse. I didn't get adopted till I was almost homeless. She is the one that took me in and uh, gave me a purpose, gave me the stability I needed so I could focus on my athletics. I had a rough life and I've had a lot of trials and tribulations, but it's really helped shape who I am as a person and what my motives are. Yeah, next time you think you got it rough, think about this dude. Guy already had a disadvantage being born without legs. Then he grows up in foster care, doesn't get adopted until later in life until he's almost homeless. And now he's breaking Guinness World Records. That's an amazing story. Yeah, this is something. And it it, it makes me feel very inadequate. Right. You I know? take the elevator from the fourth floor to the fifth floor <laughs> in this building. Is this anything? Why did a guy go up in flames when he got tased by cops? Oh, I saw this. An Arkansas man is in the hospital after trying to avoid police. It's on a motorcycle, right? First yeah. on a motorcycle and then on foot. He got tased and then he caught on fire. Apparently, Christopher Gaylor had a gallon of gasoline in his book bag that ignited after he got the juice. Thankfully, <laughs> that'll happen. Or maybe not. He's still alive and recovering in a hospital. Here is some of the police camera audio that was able to pick up the incident. He's on foot. He crashed out. He's on the ground. Y'all fire. Put your hands behind your back. It's on fire. It's on fire. They, yeah, this is the footage is pretty. 
crazy because he wrecks. They tase him. I mean, the guy just spontaneously combusts after they tase him. For whatever reason, he's carrying gasoline in his book bag. Is that what you said? Yes. I didn't know that aspect. I didn't know why he caught on fire. But like the guy, the guy in the motorcycle, like stops, drops, and rolls, and the police go from trying to arrest him to cuff him, and then he explodes, and then the the police hightail it back to the back to the patrol car to get the fire extinguishers, and right. then they run back and they douse him and they put him out. It's just kind of funny to to watch the police. They tase. I don't think they were expecting him to, uh, you know, turn into the Burning Man. The Human Torch. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's. Uh, there's no training. Like when you're going through the police academy, I'm sure they say now after he explodes, this is how you handle it. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. I think it's awesome. The Hammer and Nigel show on 93 WIPC. You rock. Well. It's official. The rumors were true. Tom Brady and Giselle are officially single. They are divorced. We had uh, heard there for a couple of weeks that there's some divorce lawyers involved. There were some negotiations behind the scenes. Tom Brady had missed a significant amount of a training camp before the season started. And it looks like maybe this was part of the reason why going through a divorce, if there's no hope for Tom Brady and Giselle, uh, what hope could we possibly have, Hammer? (laughs) So I talked about this when I joined uh, Coach Dockich on his show earlier, and maybe we can bring this up when he comes back. I'm kind of here for bachelor midlife crisis Tom Brady. Like, I think this is going to be amazing because in my mind, next year, Tom Brady's going to roll up to the Buccaneers training camp in like a, a Camaro and he's going to have like jean shorts on, no shirt and a gold chain. Stroke me, stroke me. He's going to be coming out of the uh, the tape player. And yes, it'll be a tape player. There'll be a 23-year-old bimbo waitress from Chili's named Amber Beth sitting in the front seat. And this is going to be what it's going to be like for the next five years midlife crisis tail chasing bachelor tom brady and i've got to hear for it you gotta i feel sorry for him because it seems like he like he, he puts his family out there uh, shows instagram pictures of his kids jumping into waterfalls and you know they're they're breaking up the family again he's already got one son with another with bridget moynihan i believe so he's right? used to this kind so, of thing so this is this is two times around and now you know this is the first time he's ever had a losing record in his life i think uh in terms of uh his football season right he's divorced one of the richest most beautiful women in the world I don't know, man. I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's going the other way. I'm thinking he's going to pull up to camp, forty pounds overweight, disheveled, <laughs> you know, five day old beard, a uh, bunch of <laughs> drinking bunch, milk from yeah. the, the carton like Ron Burgundy. Yeah, milk was a bad choice. <laughs> now, um, on the flip that's side of that. Thinking. Think about Giselle. How would you like to be the guy after Tom Brady? Like, no matter what you do, well, you can't bring anything to the table that's better than the predecessor, right? Well, Tom Brady was the guy after Leo DiCaprio. I'd say Brady is an upgrade, though. 
Like, you think? Like, Giselle's going to be with a good-looking dude who's famous. That's Leo. But Tom Brady is viewed as the GOAT in the greatest, most popular sport this country has see, to see, offer. But I would say DiCaprio's the GOAT in terms of acting. He's one of my favorite actors, one of the greatest actors of all time. Okay, so, Mondo, you're going to be the tiebreaker here. If Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Brady were standing on opposite ends of a room and anywhere in America— just pick a state in middle America in Kansas who has a longer line of people wanting to meet them oh. get an autograph take pictures who is it man that is tough but I'm gonna have to go with Tom Brady I think I think that, just because the NFL see, is king yeah NFL is king He's NFL over all those Super Bowls I don't know, man. A lot of people have seen Titanic. <laughs> More than the Super Bowls? Yeah. I mean, not everybody likes football. Everybody loves movies. Everybody loves... Uh, everybody's seen a DiCaprio movie. Yeah, but Tom Brady's grossed more than the Titanic, so... So that's a just, question for the YouTube stream, Facebook, and Twitter right now. Yeah. Like, who is more famous, right? Who would have a longer line of people wanting to be around them? I'd, I'd Leo ra- or Brady? Let me, let me put it this way. I'd ra- I think I'd rather go have a beer with DiCaprio than I would Brady. Oh, I'm in on Brady. I want Belichick stories. I want stories on Monaghan. I want stories on Giselle. Like, I could talk about how the feud with the Colts was going on, yeah. Peyton Manning. Like, I could go down a rabbit hole and just BS with Brady. Like, after about 10 minutes of Leo, so tell me about another hot chick that you slept with. <laughs> How many girls under the age of 23 have you bedded in your 46 years of life? Did you take your shoes off and count? Like, <laughs> and then that scene oh, of, of drunk Tom Brady being carried out after the Super Bowl parade. Yeah, he, he definitely would be really cool to drink a beer with. Uh, somebody on the YouTube stream says Brady would bring in more people of both genders because dudes want to talk football, chicks want to be with him i think more chicks would go maybe just to leo i don't see many dudes lining up hey i loved you when you started on growing pains (laughs) (laughs) man he's been in some of my favorite movies though i'd love to sit there and talk to him about wolf of wall street i'd love to uh, let's see what else uh curtis on twitter goes with you nige gotta go with nigel picking leo too many people hate tom brady that could be a thing too, yeah. you know. Hey, you cheating, rotten, deflate gate son of a, you know what? Maybe that's the thing. Just, I mean, Inception, just a cre- an incredible movie. Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I know, I, I, you know, uh, the The Departed. All these Scorsese movies he's in, man. Heather on Twitter, Brady, I can't stand Leo and his climate hypocrisy. Well, there, okay, there's that, yeah. <laughs> there's that preaches about climate change on his Twitter account right before he, he hits send, and then he hops on a private jet to go to a, a fifteen thousand square foot yacht, right, in the Amalfi Coast. <laughs> The carbon carbon footprint bigger than this building on Monument Circle. I think that's where our executive producer Matt Hiblin goes on vacation. Isn't the Amalfi Coast? Does it? Uh, does quite. it? He fly his private jet out Not there quite. and uh, do that. Um, earlier today, old man Pelosi got roughed up. Man, Paul Pelosi, some lunatic broke into the. Uh, Pelosi's house in San Francisco. According to reports, somebody was looking for Nancy. Somebody just was able to like get through a sliding door. Some lunatic with a hammer. Nah, they broke through it. I'm looking like at some helicopter pictures of like some drone pictures. I mean, he he like busted through the door. It's crazy. 
and uh, Nancy wasn't there. But Paul, yeah, Paul Paul got roughed up by the intruder, arrested, and, um, you know, good thing it wasn't worse. So Nancy Pelosi is third in line to the presidency, and it feels like this was pretty easy to get into their house. Like, where's the security? Like, when I want to go yeah. through, like, the airport just to take my fat ass to Vegas, I've got people putting on the rubber gloves, and they're not stopping until they get to the back of my teeth. Yeah. Apparently, you could just walk right into the Pelosi house, break a window, and boom goes the dynamite. I mean, you would think Secret Service is protecting uh, the family of the third most powerful person, not only in the country, probably in the world. Right. Um, in terms of, you know, I mean, m- maybe not the world, but definitely the country. Right. Somebody with a lot of political yeah. pull. I mean, Mike Braun, the senator, was in here yesterday, and he still has a security detail that's required to be with him. You're telling me you can just walk right up to the Pelosi compound in the middle of the night, bang open a door, and start unleashing hell? This is crazy. This is the uh, chief of police in San Francisco. The U.S. Capitol Police and our district attorney here in San Francisco County, uh, D.A. Brooke Jenkins and her team. The motive for this attack is still being determined. Mr. DePepe will be booked at the San Francisco County Jail on the following charges. Attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, burglary. I would love it if his name was DePepe Le Pew. DePepe... (laughs) Buca de Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> Buca David de Pepe Le Pew. Uh, listen, like, I don't know what the motivation here. If this was some crazy bat crap, right wing QAnon uh, conspiracy theorist that was looking to do damage, I hope he gets prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. It's not okay. It's not okay. But I think we all know where this is going. This is going to be the campaign commercial for the last week and a half heading up to the midterms. If you elect Republicans, crazy lunatics will break into your house in the middle of the night and threaten you with a hammer. If you elect Democrats, I mean, this guy probably going to get out no cash bail. (laughs) Right. I mean, if you're in San Francisco, that's par for the course, isn't it? Your house is going to get broke into by a crazy bastard with a hammer. If you live in a Democrat-ran city, it's going to happen sooner or later. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. And again, it's his final day working on this show. We're losing our producer, TKW. So one more time, um, can I get the temperature presented from the Kool-Aid man? Oh, yeah. It's a cool 62 degrees here in the American Standard Heating Weather Center on 93 WIBC. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. Look, um, if you got a date and you want to ruin your chances, just do everything on this list that I'm about to give to you, and uh, you're sure never to hear from this person again. This is from Dating.com, and it polled people to find the top things that could scare someone off Okay, on the first date. Hi, my name is Kyle Wells. <laughs> that'll that'll do it. I'm a professional wrestler. <clears throat> Have you done any of these things too? And Kyle, you could chip in here. 
Uh, number one is showing up too late or showing up late. 60% said they'd never go out again with a person on a first date if they showed up late. I've showed up late before. Sometimes crap happens. Too much too soon. 53% say they've been scared off by a first date, asking him if they were ready to commit to something serious. Does having relations on the first date fall into that category? No. Because I'm down to clown on the first date, yeah. so if that's too soon, then yeah, I guess that's me. Yeah, but if, if you know... If afterwards she looks at you and says, hey, we're going to go meet my in-law, or we're going to go eat, meet my mom and dad tomorrow, we're going to go have lunch with my brother and his girlfriend, they would start making all these plans for you. The yeah, first that's a problem. Ever. Okay. That's a problem. Rudeness. 47% have cut things off because the person was rude to someone on a first date, like a waitress or a bartender. Yeah, you could you could judge a lot about someone's character by the way they treated their, their waitress or their server. Yeah, right? I've never been rude to anybody like that. Uh, I'm Again, I'm a great tipper. I always go out of my way to tip well, yeah. especially right now. Thank you for working, sweet mother of God. <laughs> Even if my service was crap, you're at least going through the motions in your here. Uh, talking about your ex is a big no-no. That'll ruin a first date pretty quick. You'll never be going on a second date with this person if you if you say weird things, you know, made up stuff by past relationships, stuff like that. See, I, I disagree with that. Maybe you could have something in common with the new girl you're on a date with going, man, this last girl I went out with, she was a freaking lunatic. Let me tell you. <laughs> like that. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be context, right? Sure. Sure. Uh, talking too much. Guilty. In general. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Going out with Mega Mondo on a first date. Wow. You can imagine chicks that you went out with before i don't know how you're how long you've been going out with your girl four years and i'm wow. thankful every day she has to listen to you every night i'm learning though that a little bit of me goes a long way so i'm trying just to now learning that. when the hell did you learn that <laughs> you've been with us for about five years and you never shut the hell up well it's time for a change fellas um dating website polling its customers to find the top things that could scare someone off on a first date a wandering eye. Yeah, if you're checking out other chicks, like you're sitting there at the table, a hot waitress walks by and you're kind of giving her the uh, giving her you know the stare down. That would probably be a good indication things wouldn't work. What out. if the date's going horribly before then? Like you know, if I get set up on a blind date and she shows up with like an Antifa T-shirt on <laughs> and you know she's all in on defund the police, like you best believe if the waitress walks by, I'm taking a look. Oh, I'm just getting up and walking out. <laughs> Somebody shows up with a defund the police t-shirt. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, one more here. Too much phone time. 76% of single people would not pursue a relationship with somebody who constantly checked their phones on the first date, which I feel like is probably pretty common with people nowadays. This is something I never had to deal with I because either. I've been married 20 yeah. years now, and hell, 20 years ago, I don't even know if we had you know, carried around cell phones. Uh, I remember carrying around my cell phone, but always having to turn it upside down because I didn't, like, you know, if I was dating multiple chicks like you know not in serious committed relationships but you know if another chick's name would pop up right on the flip phone you Bambi always from dancers uh, right <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a chick i was going out with um noticed that i did that and she she knew exactly what i was up to she called me out on it she said, why do you turn your phone upside down when you set it down i go oh i just i didn't mean to she goes other chicks are calling you aren't they yeah i'm in I'm demand like, yeah. 
Aren't you happy to be with somebody that's in demand? (laughs) Remember that NFL draft a couple years ago when the Cowboys picked that receiver, C.D. Lamb, and they went to his living room, and he's got a couple phones on his lap. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the Cowboys (laughs) have just called him. His girlfriend grabs his phone on camera. He snatches it right back out of her hand. (laughs) (laughs) Curious to see what happened with that relationship. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hammer and Nigel. Do you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it! Yeah, Hammer, uh, pretty big news today. Several different sources saying that a man was booked into the Carroll County Jail around noon Friday in connection with the Delphi murder investigation. Uh, There is a press conference with the state police and the prosecutor uh, Monday at 10 a.m. We will be all over that uh, wall-to-wall coverage. Right now, all we can do is maybe speculate. There's been a name that's been released out on social media who's been arrested. Um, I'm not really comfortable saying anything else until we have an official statement from the police. The only thing they said is that they are going to have a press conference at 10 a.m. Hopefully this is some good news. Um, Libby's sister, Abby Williams, Libby German, the victims of this homicide in Delphi several years ago, uh, Libby's sister said on Twitter, quote, just know how grateful I am for all of you. No comments for now. Any questions, please refer to the Carroll County Prosecutor's Office. There is tentatively a press conference Monday at 10 a.m. We will say more than today is the day. And then she put a heart emoji there. So take what you will from that. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I, I there's several things I, I could speculate about just by looking at that tweet and the fact that they have a big press conference scheduled for Monday and the of the fact that there are several different sources out there citing names, actually, of a, a person that's been arrested in, quote, connection with the Delphi murder investigation. And I'm sure we'll get this information on Monday, but how did we get this person? Did this person have any sort of relationship with the guy that had the interaction with the girls, Keegan Klein, the guy that had the child porn? He was allegedly in contact uh, with the girls the day that they went missing. Let's do that fake account, right? That catfish uh, account? The Anthony Schatz account. Did he have any role in this? Did he give the police some sort of information that ultimately led to this guy being taken in? So a lot of questions. It's probably going to be a long press conference on Monday, but between uh, Rob and Casey, Tony Katz, and you, Nige, I'm off on Monday. Mm -hmm. You guys are going to have this completely covered, and I just hope that this is what we think it is. I hope that the family can get the closure that they're looking for here, because so often, and we talked about this earlier, when the police have called press conferences here, we've been crossing our fingers. Is this it? Do they have somebody? Is there a name? And it's always been kind of a nothing burger. And I've been critical of the police in doing that because I think it gives false hope to the families and stuff. But uh, hats off to all the police investigators if this is indeed what we think it is. So in case you just turned on your radio, uh, today is the final day of our producer 
Kyle Wells, TKW, Mega Mondo. You are leaving us after today. You got a great job following your passion in the wrestling industry, right? Yeah, I'll be taking my talents to Wrestling Inc. Wrestling Inc. Doing a lot of marketing and uh, yeah, I'll be doing a lot of on-screen, just breaking wrestling content, talking, getting paid to talk wrestling. So, I, I mean, mean what come do on. they have? Where where is it? Where's Wrestling Inc. At? Up in Fishers, uh, Static is Media. Is it like a studio, cameras, green screens, yeah. stuff like that? Yeah, teleprompter, scripts, the whole nine yards. It's a, it's a really cool setup, and I'm really excited for this new adventure. And that's where people who are fans of your industry uh, go to get information. Absolutely. And so you can subscribe to Wrestling Inc. anywhere, Snapchat. Follow on Twitter, follow on Facebook, follow on Instagram, and you'll be seeing a lot more of me actually on screen. So you've heard my voice here on the radio. Now you're actually going to be seeing me. So that might be a blessing or a not. Are you still going to wrestle under your persona Mega Mondo? Yeah, but I'll definitely be backing off from it um, in the meantime just to really focus on this life-changing career choice for me. Well, man, you've been so great for this show. That iconic laugh, that infectious enthusiasm. Um, You've helped take what Nige and I have built and made it better. And on behalf of everybody that listens to this show, thank you. You got about a little less than two hours to go. You're going to lead Beer Sample Friday coming awesome. up in just a little bit. Okay, I'm, ex- I'm excited for that. Right now, we got a special guest on the drivehubler.com hotline. Guy Relford, the gun guy, joins us. Hey, guy, bud. how are you? Hey, man, I'm awesome. And I just called in, you know, to say that... Uh, you know, the fact that this is T- the Kyle Wells last day is, is hitting me pretty hard. You know, I've been in, at WIBC for eight years now. And, you know, you start a new place, you know, a big place like MS Communications. You make some friends. Uh, you find out some people are just a total pain in the ass like Rob Kendall. But, <laughs> but, but, but in the meantime, in the, in, in the meantime, you know, you, 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 you find some really great human beings. And I got to tell you, the Kyle Wells. It has made my experience at WIBC so much better. The guy is incredibly talented. The voices, the humor, the intellect. That and, and by the way, as a producer, people don't realize the talent this guy has. You guys can say something like, "Hey, TKW, remember that time that Biden forgot the Declaration of Independence?" And whoosh. 1.5 seconds later, it'll be on the air. I mean, not everybody can do that. This guy can do that. So anyway, he's, he's talented. He's awesome. He's a great human being. And I'm just glad that he's my friend. And I just wanted to call in and uh, and tell him that I, I really enjoyed working with him. And uh, I'm going to miss it. I appreciate that, guy. We were two yeah. badasses. We can't be crying right now. Come on. Wow, a lot of emotion what? going on. What are you talking about? I'm not crying. No, no, I'm not, I'm not crying. crying. You're crying. You're, you're crying. I'm not crying. No, man. I'm good. I, I, I love I'm, you, brother. I appreciate you, and uh, I'm going to miss you a lot. Absolutely. Man, I just wanted to call in and tell you that. Guy, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I'm going to go get a beer. Does anybody need anything? That's yeah, I'm going to need a beer, yeah. but uh, before you go... <laughs> Can we do something that's been a long time in the making? Well, I feel bad. I'm not really emotional. I'm just happy for you. Thank you. I'm yeah. just As happy you for be. my man. You, you know? should be happy. I'm not like, uh, you know, I don't know about you, Hammer, but I'm just, I'm excited for Mondo because I've known him for a long time. And this is, I mean, I, you know, God bless your love for wrestling. I never thought 
I, you know, I didn't know if it was going to work out for you or not. You know what I mean? Hell, me neither. <laughs> you sound like my mom when I talk about the radio industry. <laughs> right. So I think this is deserving. I think this is a long time in the making. You know how we do it on the Hammer and Nigel show. Here is a sappy, over-the-top, Sarah McLaughlin-style tribute to the Kyle Wells. You know, data was formed out of the wreckage of World War II, as we all know. We're war. Mega Mondo! Hey, can you shut the f- up for five seconds? <laughs> I'm Luke Bryan. <laughs> oh, yeah. There he is. Am I going to like have to give you a hug before I leave? Only if you want gonna, to. Are we going to have to embrace? You should probably put your pants back on before <laughs> you do that. Yeah, please do that. Uh, Gets a little like, weird in here. Fine. All right. All show long, we've been having Kyle do his various voices and characters, giving you the temperature. I don't want that right now. I want the kid that went to Ball State to get into broadcasting to deliver the temperature on the number one rated afternoon drive show in the city of Indianapolis. I love you all and it's 62 degrees here at the American Standard Heating Weather Center on 93 WIBC. I kind of would have rather heard Biden actually. Can I get Biden one more time? Hey, Joe. It's 62 at the American Standard you know the thing. <laughs> the Hammer and Nigel show. Anyway. The, the, the universe is a cruel, uncaring void. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel show. The key to being happy isn't to search for meaning. It's to just keep yourself busy with unimportant nonsense. On 93 WIPC. Nigel, Jason Hammer is here, Abdul Akeem Shabazz, attorney of law and uh, longtime host here on 93 WIBC, joining us in studio. What are we, we uh, like a, a, week, a, a week from Tuesday, uh, midterms, a week from the tu- election? A week from Tuesday is the election, uh, even though the election technically started already because early voting is taking voting. place. Uh, but uh, all the experts saying I've been doing some reading this morning that uh, as far as nationwide results go, we probably will know the full results for at least a couple days after the election. You've got mail-in votes, people count votes being counted in, challenges the whole nine yards. I mean, I get that, but doesn't that suck at the same time? Like, you want to find out, right? It feels like we can send a rocket into space and it can land in the middle of an ocean on a boat, (laughs) but we can't calculate votes in one day. Uh, That's because there's nobody challenging where the rocket's going to (laughs) land. Have you seen, do you remember a midterm as uh, heated as this, a midterm election that everybody's paying attention to that have, have, have big consequences like this? Um, actually, there have been a couple. Uh, back in 1994, uh, when Bill Clinton uh, put his first term in office, Republicans took the Congress for the first time in 40 years. Uh, so there was that. Oh, yeah, wow. Uh, there was also in 1998, uh, when Bill Clinton was going through the, the whole impeachment thing with Monica Lewinsky, and Republicans thought they were going to pick up a bunch of seats and end up losing seats. And then New Gingrich ended up stepping down as Speaker of the House. So every, every, although every election is sort of itself, there have been a couple times where the, the midterms have actually mattered, mattered. And so why why does this one matter matter? Like why is everybody paying attention to this one? Uh, number one, uh, like I said, the inflation inflation gas prices, uh, the abortion question, uh, the, the the closeness and, and, and so much so much polling like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, 
Georgia, and to a lesser degree, Washington State and New York State. Also throw in the fact, too, uh, that uh, you got just all the all the contention around the upcoming elections. You've got the Justice Department looking at uh, possible voter intimidation in Arizona, and so also the the fact yeah. that there's nothing else to talk about in the news cycle unless you're talking about <laughs> Tom Brady and what's her face getting split up or something. Hey, she's on the market possibly. <laughs> Giselle could be on the market, so maybe just maybe single guys. There's a chance out there. Hey, she's no lovely Mrs. Shabazz. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to be the one that like now I. You know, I know I'm not your ex-husband. I'm not a good-looking quarterback with Super Bowl rings and millions of dollars. But like, what can you say? Do you want to go out? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the the totally hot chick who breaks up with her breaks up with the football player on prom. Like, hey, you want to go out? Sure. Sure. Why not? <laughs> um, is another reason why I think so many people are fascinated with this midterm race. The lack of good candidates. Look at Pennsylvania. Look at Georgia. Look at those Senate races between those two states. Those that are on the ballot this year, there's not a single good, legitimate, competent candidate, but yet here we are, Abdul. Well, go back to 2016. I argued in a country of 330 million people, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump is it. Right. That's that's it. So why don't we have like the brightest and the smartest people wanting to do politics? Uh, it reminds me of the 1800s, uh, the late 1800s, when, when you look at all the presidents with the long beards, like TKW. Right. <laughs> uh, the, the running joke was all the smart people went out west to go make a fortune, and all the people, only people that were left were the were the sort of incompetent, sort of sort of kind of not really smart guys left over. Uh, also, a lot of people just don't want to go into politics because you got first of all you got to project your family through all that crap. Number two, you got your past that's going to come up. And number three, everybody's going to be going through everything you wrote, everything you said. And people just don't want to be bothered with it, which is why I, which is why I can understand why people, certain people don't want to be involved in politics. You've been a debate moderator uh, multiple times. What did you think of Fetterman and Dr. Oz and, you know, that whole thing? That was the biggest news story there for a couple of days here in the news cycle at the beginning of the week and Fetterman's performance and his mental capacity, his stroke. I mean, what did you think of that whole debacle? I, I didn't watch it on purpose because I didn't want to be bothered with it because I got a bunch of I got Indiana stuff to worry about. But I would, the, the fact that, uh, Fetterman had a stroke, and which brings up brings up my my issue, my my opinion, legitimate questions about his capacity to to, to do everything. If I were him, I wouldn't have done it, or maybe done a, a bit of a different form. We're not standing up and having a you know read like that's about the eight hundred pound gorilla room. I had a stroke, yeah, 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 but I would I wouldn't have done it. Is that going to hurt him? Because this is a close race. If you buy into polling. Take that for what you will. But if you look at the numbers here, this looks like it's one of those races that's neck and neck right now. Is that going to hurt him? I think it hurt him by about like maybe two percentage points. Is maybe. that enough to decide an election? Um, and in the close, in a close, close race, it could. But I had to double check and see what the early voting numbers are uh, in Pennsylvania because early voting is off the chain uh, here in the United States. Right now, I want to say like what fourteen million people have early voted already, which is almost as much as twenty twenty, and that's a presidential year. So, uh, again, Abdul Hakim Shabazz with us. What are you hearing about Indiana's races here? The key races in Indiana. You're a connected guy. What are you hearing? The, the three most contested races in Indiana right now are the 1st Congressional District, which is Frank Mervan and Jennifer Ruth Green. It is the Secretary of State's race and the Marion County Prosecutor's race. Those are the three big races that, uh, for the most part, uh, everybody's talking about. Uh, and like I said, I think the the 1st District is a toss-up and go either way. Um which is a little bit of a surprise, considering it hasn't gone Republican in a long, long time. No, not since like 1926, when my grandfather was like six years old. Right, because so. this is that area up by the region. Yeah, right? up by the region. Uh, the Secretary of State's race, which is still, uh, I think, it's kind of up in the air, and the Marion County Prosecutor's race, which is, uh, which is getting interesting. I know someone has been someone has been doing some polling lately. 
uh, because I got a phone call uh, from a from a friend like, "Hey, Abdul, I just got pulled in the in the prosecutor's race." I'm like, that's weird. Two weeks out. That's I don't know why you do it unless somebody's desperate uh, to figure something out. Um, I do think the prosecutor's race is interesting because Cindy Carrasco is in is all over Center Township, and I, I know this because of yard signs. And I know I know somebody's going to say, "Do yard signs don't vote?" Yes, I know that yard signs don't vote. People do. But the eyeball test too um, is, is part of it. Yeah, but and, and, the, the thing is, where the thing is, where where is the yard sign? Is it in the median or is it in somebody's yard? Because if it's in the median, anybody can put it there. Right. If it's in somebody's yard, that means that individual has purposely decided to put a yard sign in their yard, which means they are supporting that candidate. And there are lots of Cindy Carrasco yard signs in and around Center Township, which Brian Mears needs to win. So that that I think I think that race is probably closer than anybody thinks. If Ryan Mears just wins, like parts of Indianapolis, the east side of Indianapolis, you know, the Andre Carson area, is that enough to get him over the top? Uh, Democrats start with a 60,000 vote uh, uh, advantage over Republicans. So technically, yes. But then again, uh, we could see a situation where sort of Greg Ballard uh, going on, where people were just sort of mad at uh, whoever was in charge at the time and voted the mayor in. So I could see that happening with Cindy Carrasco. What difference does the um, bankroll make? I mean, I saw you tweeted out uh, a couple of days ago that uh, Cindy Carrasco out fundraised. Uh, Ryan Mears is that, was that the tweet? Yeah, 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 the, yeah, the third quarter. Yeah, third quarter. Um, I think I think it matters to the sense that if you're going to buy television ads or radio ads or any sort of digital marketing, you, you better do it now because you only got ten days left and some change. And and you'll notice a lot of the political ads you'll find during local newscasts because local newscasts are about the only thing that people still watch live. Do so. you think it's going to be a close race between Mears and Carrasco, considering how much of a voter advantage the Democrats have in Marion County? I think it'll be closer than usual, probably 53, 54-ish. Now, if anybody wants to uh, follow you or get the latest or ask you questions about what's going on with all this stuff, how do they get a hold of you? Don't. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. He's busy. Uh, I'm busy. I've got work to do. Uh, they can reach me at indypolitics.org. Uh, also, uh, we're, we're on our website, we've been running uh, basically columns from different candidates, like why are you running? That way the candidate can make their point unfiltered, uncensored. We, we, we do a little bit of editing for, for style and clarity, but that's, but that's about it. So if you're a candidate running for office, email me at abdulahindypolitics.org and send me a 600-word column about why you should be elected. And you got a show this weekend? Uh, yes, we have half a show because IU Basketball starts it's almost basketball uh, almost season. basketball season wow. yeah exactly so uh we interviewed victoria sparts uh congresswoman the fifth congressional district and uh andrew Grabowski, uh who's running against andre carson so it's like ukrainian radio this weekend <laughs> when's the show uh saturday at one o'clock abdul Thanks, thank abdul. you thank you all right we got the coach dan dockage coming up next hammer and nigel what the hell was that it's called sending a message I think it will be received loud and clear. On 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel. Hammer's over there. We'll go to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on the coach, Dan Dockage, from 107.5 The Fan and Outkick. Initial thoughts and reaction of the Colts benching Matt Ryan and putting Sam Ellinger in at quarterback. Fellas, I was a little bit surprised, I'm not going to lie. I figured, you know... He did look bad, him being Ryan. He looked like he was short-arming the ball. But, you know what? They did pay him a lot of money to come in here and be the quarterback. And a lot of people said they brought in Nick Foles. But, hey, look, there is literally, and I think you guys would agree with this, nothing interesting about the Colts. And oh, no. this makes them interesting. Not so at, at, least, at least people are going to say, hey, look, 
uh, let's see what this kid does. Let's see what a little bit more mobile quarterback can do. And then if he does well, great. If he doesn't, then we'll go back to not being interesting. But uh, I'll tell you this, they better win this one uh, because you got Daniel Snyder, Jimmy Ursay, Jimmy Ursay going at Snyder. You got a new quarterback. Uh, people are saying Jimmy Ursay emasculated Reich and uh, uh, Ballard. Well, good. Masculate the hell out of him. Just win a freaking football game. Are they, are they saying that because it was like Ursay basically yeah. made, laid the hammer down and said, hey, you're, you're benching. Yeah. Is that why they're saying that? Yeah, yeah, like, hey, look, this is about the third time these two guys have been called in front of, you know, uh, Daddy. And uh, <laughs> Daddy, you know, I don't know, man. It's pretty good life these guys got. They can get their brains beat out last year. Jacksonville get their brains beat out uh, by by the Titans, a team that Ursay said you had to beat. And next thing you know, you still got your job and you yeah. still got a chance. So we'll see. I hope everything goes well. I want them to win. But, man, oh, man. We got a bit of a mess on our hands, I think. Are you as tired as I am of hearing from people in the locker room who were shocked about the decision, right? Because I hear, you know, Ryan Kelly, the Pro Bowl center, you know, he spoke to reporters, you know, they were shocked. And they started talking about what life in the NFL was like. And I'm just a fan. I admit. I'm just a fan, but just play ball, dude. Like, if you guys were playing well to begin with, this wouldn't have happened. If you guys were blocking, maybe this wouldn't have happened. I'm tired of the whole thing. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm tired of And you guys and I have talked about the writers around here, you know, pumping this thing up all the time. You know, now we're mad at, 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 at the quarterback. Okay, well, now we're mad. You know, the linemen are talking. They didn't maybe – defend the current quarterback. It's all crap. I mean, look, I get it. We all have time to fill. We all have content we've got to get. But the truth of the matter is, just shut up and play football. Just shut up and win a game. Honest to God. I mean, I know I'm wrong. I know that that's not what we're supposed to say. I know that, you know, we're we're supposed to, in the media, at least around here, when you read guys, it's always about them. You know, it's always about some little media twerp and them. Right. Shut up. It's just, just, just play. But you know what? You come from a great place where you can say that, Coach. You've been an athlete. You've been a coach. Yeah. Now you work in the media. If anybody can say this, it's you. Well, you know, well, I told Ryan Kelly, well, shut up. You told nobody <laughs> nothing. You know, I mean, just, you know what? Um, look, I don't care, and I've said this forever. I've said this about this Colts organization this year. Uh, and I fell, I fell for it. I fell for, uh, you know, uh, Matt Ryan maybe being good after 58 passes and no sacks. All right. But I got to tell you, I'm at the point now where I'm just like, write your stories, do your interviews, and just shut up and win a game. And until you win a game, I'm not interested. It's like Belichick. You know, Belichick, now, he's not that interesting when he be, when he becomes a jerk to the media. It, it ain't that interesting. Unless you win, you're, you're just literally not that interesting. Period. Hey, are, uh, are you talking about things you are not allowed to say? Are you not allowed to say that the the Colts are maybe throwing in the towel for the season and just uh, playing no, for a draft pick? I, I don't think so. I, you know, like I, I, I've been trying to say, you know what? They're three and three and one. It's not like they're zero yeah. and ten, you know, or zero and seven. I mean, they're they're three and three, one. They got a chance. The division isn't very good. I know that they're struggling because, well. 
you know, they're game behind and they get, they don't have the, obviously a tiebreaker, that kind of thing. But no, I, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think they just decided, Hey, look, we got no line, even though it's the highest paid line in the world. We don't have a quarterback that can move. Our left tackle situation stinks. Let's get somebody in there who, who you know, I will say this. They're, they're not going to throw a guy out there that just can't play. Like simply, hey, he stinks, right, just because they want to make a change. They've seen something in practice that has told them that, you know what, Sam Ellinger can play at this level to some level. You know, so I, I just don't believe that they're throwing in a tie. I believe that they think this is probably the best thing. So what happens if Sunday rolls around and Sam Ellinger stinks and he <laughs> sucks and he's thrown three picks and he looks like, you know, somebody that should be working in a snack bar somewhere? Where do we go from there? He looks like he's a guy that should be my co-host. You know what? Uh, I guess we go to Nick Foles or, you know, that's the interesting thing about this. Like a lot of teams would say, hey, look, all right, we're not going to tell you who our quarterback is because we want you to actually have to prepare for Foles. Maybe you got to prepare for Ellinger. Maybe you got to prepare for Matt Ryan. We're not going to tell you, but for whatever the reason, the Colts said, screw that. We're just going to. We're just going to tell you, and we're going to tell you this dude is going to be the quarterback for the rest of the year. That's something to me that I'm a little bit shocked by, uh, frankly. I'm not sure any other team would do that. I think most teams would try to get a little bit. And how much of a competitive advantage? I don't know. But get a little bit of a competitive advantage uh, by not telling who the quarterback is. But to your point, they've, they've said this is our guy the rest of the year. So in answer to your question, based on what the Colts said, if he stinks – He's going to be the quarterback next Sunday, too, baby. And, uh... <laughs> See, and this is why, Coach, I can't tell if they're all chips in or they're tanking. I've seen both in my life. I know tanking when I see it. I don't yeah. know if that's this, but I don't know if this is all chips in either. I have no idea what the hell to think. Well, I think I, I think this. I, I do. I, I think when you look at when the Colts were 2-14 and 14 a few years ago without pay, they, they were a mess. Well, okay. I think this team defensively is good. I think the Colts' defense is terrific. I, I think the Colts' defense is good enough to win you games. I, I said that last week, and there's nothing that they did last week to, to change my mind. So I think you have a chance. Obviously, I think the running game uh, with Jonathan Taylor, if they'll actually give him the freaking ball more than 10 times when he's averaging five yards a carry, I think the running game is good enough. Defense, running game gives you a chance. Quarterback, don't throw it to the other team. Think about this. The Titans at home beat the Colts without scoring, beat them by nine, without scoring a <laughs> offensive touchdown. Now think about that for yeah. a second. That's ridiculous. That tells you, hey, I don't give a damn if, if they put uh, Tony Katz in a quarterback. <laughs> something needed to be done. He can, you know, he takes off his scarf and he throws a pass or something. That's fine. <laughs> or you or me or whoever. By the way, I heard rave reviews last night. I, I heard the night with you guys was fantastic. It was. It was a fun yeah, crowd, man. They were they were into it. They're they're ready to go vote. Let's just put it mildly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, look, uh, vote a lot. <laughs> vote, vote early, vote often. Let's go Northwest Indiana. Let's get these idiots out of there, and let's get some people in that at least can bring some sanity back to this world, for God's sake. And, oh, by the way, uh, let me tell you something. If a woman gets tired of Tom Brady, the three of us got no shot. We're just hanging <laughs> on by a thread, baby. 
Yeah, they're I'm officially divorced. Uh, yeah. That's a bummer, isn't it, man? Well, it just goes to show yeah. you that ugly guys like us, we got to try a little harder. <laughs> we do. Right, I mean, right. We got to work at it a little bit more. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to live vicariously through bachelor middle-aged Tom Brady. I'm kind of here yeah. for bachelor middle-aged Tom Brady. Like, all right, Giselle, you don't want to be my wife anymore. Tom Brady's going to show up next year full midlife crisis mode. He's going to show up at the Bucks training facility driving like a, you know, a Corvette, and he's going to have some 23-year-old girlfriend chain smoking it's going to be beautiful coach yeah yeah you know when i got divorced you move to the head of the line if you just have a job in the <laughs> middle-aged world. and i'm telling you i mean i had two jobs and i was like a superstar right i'm like wait a second you realize i have a comb over you realize <laughs> you realize that you know i got a big catcher's mitt in the back of my head as a ball yeah it doesn't matter hey uh you got a job yeah I love you, baby. That's what they would tell me. I'm like, all right. So, Tom Brady, can you imagine what that guy's going to do? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> all right, Coach. Uh, have a great weekend, and we will connect again next Friday. Thanks, friends. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you, Coach. All right. So, coming up next, Nige, the final beer sample Friday for our producer, TKW. Um, also known as Megamondo, also known as the Kyle Wells. He goes by several different names. Today is his last day as producer. He's got a new gig. He's got a new job. And uh, we've got something special lined up for him for Beer Sample Friday. That's next, 93 WIBC. Right now. Hammer and Nigel present oh, oh, oh. Beer Sample Friday. I got some beers. Let's drink them, huh? Beers on sale, people. Come down and get you some. Oh, no. Say it ain't so. Only an hour to go with Mega Mondo. Uh, it's uh, the Kyle Wells' last day as our producer here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Welcome to Beer Sample Friday, brought to you by Thompson Furniture and Mattress in Columbus. Mondo, how you feeling, man? Hour, you got an hour left. Got an hour left of the show, dude. I'm taking it all in. Uh, today's been a uh, wild ride of emotions, but I think I'm doing pretty good. Dude, all the people writing complimentary things on social media, it's got to make you feel pretty good. It does. It makes me feel really special. Uh, I'm very thankful. I told you guys, uh, thank you for all the opportunities you've given me over the past four years. So it's really cool to see the listeners weigh in. And uh, like I said, it's making me feel really special. Well, isn't that special? <laughs> so, yeah, we could sit here and hug or we could drink some damn beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what we're here thing. for. Mondo, <laughs> this one's for you, my friend. What do we got? Tell everybody oh. what you got. <laughs> oh. Okay. We've, we've got a El Segundo, Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA American Lager. Where the hell did you find this? So there's a new liquor store that's opened up like by the Mars Hill area. It's huge. It's amazing. They have samplings in there. It's like something you would find at a distillery. Really? Uh, so I walked into that beautiful bad boy this morning over on the uh, southwest side looking for this specific beer, and they had it. This is perfect. Perfect. And especially after being hit in the <laughs> head by you again with another chair shot, I definitely need this to uh, fully recover. That was last night during a night with WIBC. Now, before uh, we drink these, uh, Mondo, Big Nige and I got you some things as well here. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot so about here's that. Here's a little grab so, bag oh, of wow, stuff. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for this, fellas. You didn't have to do this. Uh, we got a Sun King. 
uh, which is my favorite beer, six pack. And then thank you for getting me more IPAs. I, I've been looking all over the place for these. I have too. I've been trying to find these for weeks, knowing that your last day was on the horizon, and it was tough to find. And we got you a card as well. Thank you. Thank I'm sure you for that's that. going to end up just going to Chick Fil A. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> well, they they got me a, a 30 piece chicken nugget platter from Chick Fil A oh, yeah. back there at my desk. So uh, thank you to Allison for decorating my desk like uh, the office. So that Stone was really Cold, cool. Stone Cold Steve Austin, your favorite wrestler? He's, that, he's definitely uh, he he's definitely up there. Okay. I mean, he's one of the greatest of all time and he's the reason why WWF at the time won the Monday Night War beating WCW. Look at so. you leaving your producer gig to go work in the uh, industry that you love yeah, full time. It's, it's, it's very surreal. It's practice and, opening. Yeah. Lead us Mondo, lead us. Alright, here we go. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> okay. Cheers, my friend. Oh, that tastes like a stone cold stunner. There it is. There I've it never is. had this stuff before. What is it? Broken Skull American Lager? From Stone Cold Steve yeah. Austin. I've been trying yeah, to find good. this, and the the big place over by Mars Hill had it. So, Mondo, that's for you, my Shouldn't friend. Shouldn't you be bashing two of these together above your head <laughs> and soaking yourself with them? We'll do that after the show. Okay.